Next on BYU Sports Nation, part two of the BYU-Utah State Rivalry Week. The Cougars and Aggies on an NBA floor. What do you expect tonight? Buckets. BYU's all-time leading rusher Jamal Williams joins us in studio. How's his ankle and who does he want to play in the Poinsettia Bowl? Good chance the Cougars will play WYO in San Diego. The latest bowl projections plus what BYU has to do with the Heisman Trophy of Soccer. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, November 30th, wherever and however you're dialed in on the final day of November 2016. It's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with 1994 NBA Jam expert, Jerem Jordan. Boom shakalaka! I loved that game. Uh, got blisters on my thumb from winning the title. Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis? Sega. And I have it on my phone. Like It's like one of my sit-on-a-plane entertainment go-tos. You have NBA Jam on your phone. Yeah. How did I not know that that was even available? It's fun. I forget about it like until I'm on a plane. Like the old arcade edition? Yes. I, I, I don't know whether to call it old or new. Yeah. I mean, it's with it's different on a phone. It's not the same. But. Now, the 94 edition uh, with, like, Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson on oh. the Charlotte Hornets. Oh. LJ? Grandmama. So, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm glad you got my text about the uh, black hoodie memo. But oh, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Uh, you're welcome. We, we I know how not... much you love to wear the same thing as me. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> not... <laughs> Look like a bunch of squares. I love it. <laughs> like 99% of the time, we don't talk about what we're going to wear. True. So when we wear like the same shirt or same type of thing, I go, oh. We actually did have a discussion about what we are wearing today. We'll get into the details of oh. that. Oh, yeah. It has yes. nothing to do with the black hoodies, but something else. Yeah, true. Coming up. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball in Salt Lake City tonight for a matchup with Utah State at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Watch the game at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. You can also listen on BYU Radio. What's really on the line tonight between the Aggies and Cougars? More on that. We'll answer that question. BYU head coach Dave Rose just wants the Cougars to turn it up. We didn't respond well at all to that and then we'll see now what happens and not not so much in making shots and not so much in uh you know uh what works and what doesn't work just in how we look competing on the floor against another in-state rival that's going to be really hyped to play nine eastern byu tv big game for the cougars more on that coming up as you mentioned three college football analysts have all predicted byu is going to play Wyoming! Yay! In the Poinsettia Bowl. Wyoming plays San Diego State in the Mountain West Conference Championship game Saturday. Chances are BYU gets the loser of that game in San Diego. Also, Vegas produces their own top 25 rankings. The Cougars are in it at number 24. How about that? But Vegas doesn't know anything. What? Hey, we'll uh, just... Well, we will cater to whatever ranking has BYU in the yeah. top 25. Yeah, unlike the women's soccer polls... We will cater in football. BYU senior Ashley Hatch, speaking of BYU women's soccer, named one of 15 semifinalists for the Heisman Trophy of that sport or the equivalent. It's called the Mac Herman Trophy. Three finalists out of the 15 semifinalists will be announced on December 14th. And Jimmer Fredette played this morning. Tonight? What? In China? 
He scored 27 points, so it was a disappointing performance. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We've come From to Jim that Fredette. with Jim He's putting up like 40 a game, which is nuts. Hey, headlines out of the way. We have been following a story that, let's be honest, makes uh, anything else we talk about on BYU Sports Nation inconsequential in comparison, and that is the story of Elsie Mahe, the three-year-old daughter of BYU running backs coach Reno Mahe. Somehow in the midst of what was really a tragic accident in the Mahe home, she has pulled together all of BYU Sports Nation, and this sweet little girl has united not just the fan base, but the entire BYU community. And she's inspiring and sweet and wonderful, and unfortunately uh, has now passed on. As a father of a five-year-old and a one-year-old, I cannot imagine the grief that the Mahes are going through right now. But they are facing this with incredible strength and courage in the following statement from Reno Mahe via Instagram. Quote, our Elsie girl has officially been released to heaven, at least from a worldly paperwork standpoint. Her second neurological death exam was also positive for brain death. We feel peace, and we are again so grateful for the privilege of being Elsie's parents. She continues to sprinkle love and hope across the world, and I am in awe of the Lord and his marvelous plan for my sweet girl. End quote. I have a three-year-old daughter, so this is, and I know you have two little Two little boys as well. So this is particularly uh, <clears throat> sensitive, right? Um, yeah, I, I'm number one. It's a tragedy that anyone dies. That's a tragedy, right? But that a little girl dies—that's unthinkable. But the way that the Mahes have faced this has been unbelievable. Reno and Sunny have done an amazing job at displaying the faith. Uh, their faith, but also this faith, the faith that we are a part of as well here at, at uh, BYU, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And to any faith, to show faith, is an amazing thing. It's a thing that the world needs. And so through this tragedy, I know that everyone has been uplifted by by their outlook, by their perspective on this. And it's been, it's been amazing to follow in spite of this unbelievable tragedy. Elsie Mahe has uh, passed away at the age of three. The story has gone national. Uh, Sam Ponder of ESPN has been tweeting about it this morning. Um, college football, pro football talk, Yahoo Sports. Uh, Yahoo Sports. And so um, ESPN, yeah. in, in, again, in the face of tragedy, uh, it's uh, been inspiring to watch different people of that really have no immediate ties to BYU get involved in this. And so uh, – for what we can muster up and, and what it's worth, Jerem and I and all of us on our BYU Sports Nation crew, uh, we want to extend our thoughts and prayers uh, to the Mahe family. And uh, certainly we, we are there for you in any way that we can be. Um, we are comforted that uh, the family is doing so well, and uh, we certainly are inspired by Elsie and um, just how sweet she is and, and the way that the family has, has handled all this. Elsie Mahe passed away at the age of three. More BYU Sports Nation after this. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. 
follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hashtag wardrobe change. We'll get into that in a moment. BYU versus Utah State tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV, BYU Radio, live from Salt Lake City, Vivint Smart Home Arena. Uh, coming up tonight, big game for the Cougars. They need to bounce back. Now, you'll notice uh, visually, if you're listening to us, we'll explain it. We are wearing Valpo shirts. Not just Valpo shirts, though, Spencer. The Horizon League <laughs> champions and Valpo why, basketball team. And why t-shirts. are we doing that? Because we were dumb enough to take a bet. <laughs> I think it's fun. It is fun. You, but we know my history with uh, bets on yeah, this show. I should have known teaming up with Jeremy would not go well. <laughs> I love that we have this like same black hoodie on, essentially, too. <laughs> twinners! We were already going to be twinners. So here's the, here's the deal with Valpo, though. Valpo beat 21st-ranked Rhode Island last night. First-ranked uh, win against a ranked team since Bryce Drew in the tourney. Yes, and my brother sent me a tweet last We're night. We're on the that Valpo was like, train, baby. He's like, hey, all BYU fans feel better because Valpo just beat ranked Rhode Island. Oh, wait, BYU lost to Utah Valley. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, BYU needs some wins under their belt to flush out the bad taste of Utah yes, Valley. Yes, Utah State, I expect BYU to win tonight. We'll break it down in a moment. <laughs> They need they need to play well, and if okay, let's say BYU beats Utah State and USC this week, I'll be over Utah Valley. I need I would need those two wins though. Mm, okay, how about you? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> that was a long sigh. I don't know. I really Psyched don't out know. You think that was a long sigh? You beat USC. If BYU beats USC then I feel like the Utah Valley loss is kind of just an aberration, where it's like, yeah, that was a weird game, and they shot the three well. But it's not an aberration. It happens every year three times. (laughs) It does. I'm glad that it wasn't in conference. Yeah. Regardless. uh, Irregardless. BYU lost to Utah Valley, and we're wearing Valparaiso t-shirts. Valparaiso. Uh, Yes, this is not Valpo Sports Nation. (laughs) It isn't? I was told it is today. What? We love Adam Amin, by the way. Holy cow. Okay, so if you if you are not aware of the background of this, Adam Amin works for ESPN. He's a play-by-play guy, one of our good friends. Uh, very cool to join the show whenever he's calling a BYU football game. When we found out that uh, BYU and Valpo were, re- were rematching, in a way, from the NIT semifinal last year, we thought, hey, we gave Adam a BYU Sports Nation t-shirt last time he was here. We should have him wear it when BYU wins. Yes. And, and then we'll wear Valpo t-shirts, which is not going to happen. Oh, wait, it is. If BYU loses. Well, 92-89 in Vegas, BYU loses, and here we are today in Studio B. Yeah, let's do something else now. <laughs> let's, stop, let's stop talking about how we're wearing Valpo shirts. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Tell us what you think about our wardrobe, if you so choose. But not before we Just discuss today, not every day. what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Showdown in Salt Lake City. BYU and Utah State will meet on an NBA floor tonight, just four days after the two schools renewed the football side of the rivalry in Provo, a 28-10 win for BYU. This marks the 233rd meeting in the basketball series. Both the Aggies and Cougars are 4-2 and two this season. Both have lost two straight games. BYU to Valpo and Utah Valley. Utah State to Purdue and Texas Tech. Both so, top 31, by the way, Ken Palm. Yeah, good teams. 
one team will have three straight losses tonight, and that is rare territory for Dave Rose and BYU basketball specifically. Bring on the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In the now 12 seasons of uh, Dave Rose at Brigham Young University, BYU Hoops has one three-plus game losing streak. It was a four-game losing streak. It was in December 2013. That's it! BYU doesn't lose three games in a row under Dave Rose. It's happened one time. And I don't expect it to happen tonight either. What do you expect, BYU Sports Nation, from BYU Hoops against Utah State? That is our Twitter question today. At BYU Broward says, I expect them to come out with greater intensity on defense after our wake-up call last Saturday night. Oh, there better be better defense. Better defense, more buckets. Papa John's, you know what I'm saying? And Dave Rose said BYU has to live on the defensive end. Sometimes that happens with... uh... You know, with with, uh, with talented guys, that they they feel like they can always make up for it on the next play, and in reality, you can't. You got to stop people from scoring. You got to take advantage of uh, you know fifty fifty balls and that attitude that Dave Rose is talking about. That's the way I play in pickup. Like a guy will pull up and he'll make a shot or he'll drive by me or whatever. What what's what's the general attitude in pickup? Oh, we'll just outscore him. We'll just hit a three or something. We'll just go down. That's not how it works to win championships. You have to value possession, and you have to play defense. BYU scoring the ball, that's not going to be an issue for this team all year, Spencer. It's BYU will be as good as they defend, in my opinion. Defense is a mentality, and one of BYU's rim protectors, shot blockers, Yoli Childs, a freshman, he believes the Cougars will outwork their opponents from now on. They came out and they played harder than us at the end of the day. That's why we lost. They hit shots and stuff, but they just play harder than us, and we can't let that happen. we got to be a team that just comes out and attacks other teams and gets them on their heels, and uh, the last couple of days of practice have been tremendous, and we've just been working our butts off, and uh, I don't think you'll see that again. I think we'll outwork everybody we play. Jerem, what do you expect from BYU basketball tonight against Utah State? Number one, I, I believe BYU will play better defense, as I mentioned. Less than 80 points allowed tonight. That's what I think. Uh, Utah State averages 73. They can't kind of have a slower tempo, only give up 70. So the challenge for Utah State will be to slow down BYU. Not very many teams do it, but I think BYU will play better defense. In fact, Chad Lewis said it. They're hungry. They're hungry mm-hmm. to play some defense. So I expect that. Also, I expect Eric Mika to stay out of foul trouble. It's been ridiculous. Uh, how little he's played. 23 minutes. Again, the last two, he's had foul trouble. You wanted up around 30, that, right? Y- yes. Dave Rose said he wants him eight in the, uh, in the game eight or nine more minutes. So that'd be up to 32 if it's nine. Eric Mika needs to be on the court. BYU is much better. And then I think BYU needs some confidence defensively. I think BYU needs to win. They need to play well defensively. They played really well defensively against St. Louis. Uh, Coastal Carolina, I thought they played... Princeton? Princeton, I thought they played a good game. So, uh, BYU needs that. I I think BYU brings it tonight. And in our going for two picks, I'll tell you how much I think BYU brings it. Number one, I expect maximum defensive effort. Extra intensity. And you'll notice like more visible shot challenging, especially on the three-point line. It will be more, not erratic, but just kind of more flamboyant, if you will, when they're defending the three-point line. It's, they're going to get out on shooters. More T.J. Haas hair? Is that what you <laughs> mean by that? Yeah, something like that. Oh, okay. Number two, better shot selection led by an increased mm. presence inside, scoring more in the post, which should lead to a lot of this. Swish! Yes! <laughs> Off the glass. 
BYU going to get buckets. <laughs> Swish! And ultimately, Jerem, I expect a BYU win tonight. I don't think that there is any way that they don't respond in a positive manner after what happened against Utah Valley oh. on the heels of the Valpo loss. This BYU team, as Chad Lewis said it, is hungry. They hungry. Yes. 100%. They hungry for Swish! I will be shocked if BYU does not play the most intensified defensive game of the season. Because of I, what has happened. I agree with you. I think the sense of urgency is there because BYU got slapped in the face by little brother. Like, that happened, right? <laughs> Sometimes it happens. You hope it never happens. It happens, and it did happen. So I, I'm like you. I expect BYU to uh, rebound. And Eric Mickey yesterday to the media said, yeah, we, we were down. He admitted, like, yeah, that really affected us. And it should because when something really bad happens on the court or off, it affects you. And so this BYU team, I think they've been scared into defensive urgency, which is good. Things ha- think about in your life. Have it happen early. Yes. In your life, you don't, you don't just sit and do the best you can all the time. Something happens where you go, oh, I, better, I need to be better because that happened. That was UVU against BYU, and that was self-inflicted to some degree. Because it is early, it has not affected BYU as negatively as it would if this loss came in late January or early February as you get closer to the NCAA tournament. BYU is still, still a top 60 team in the Ken Palm ratings. They're in a good position and have some more... They have opportunities against USC and Colorado. Like There are some teams that they can beat in the non-conference Illinois, slate. Yep. In Illinois, yes. What do you expect from BYU basketball tonight against Utah State? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At J underscore Royal 09 says, let's be honest, this team can't shoot threes to save their lives. Just start by playing better defense. Hashtag still shocked. Three, yeah, the three-point shooting percentage, 32%. We're six, ga- we're six games in, so They what? were up over 40% against Valpo, but yeah, yeah. Not, this, not good against Utah Valley. This team will be better. And, and by the way, if you, if you missed it, Elijah Bryant's out for, it sounds like, another two weeks, and then we'll see from there. So that, that's not good for this team. Elijah Bryant from three has been one for 16, which is crazy. That guy is not that bad of a three-point shooter. Like, that is a ridiculous number on both counts. I, I expect BYU to shoot better from three, but that's not where is going to win. BYU's going to win on defense, and then they're going to win on offense, getting the ball inside. By the way, the line is 9.5. It opened at 7. 72% chance of winning for Ken Palm. Mm. 87-81 BYU win. That's what he says. There you go. So we'll see it play out. At Kugbaka says Eric Mika, in a fit of anger from the Utah Valley loss, shatters the backboard <laughs> with his first dunk. Hashtag punish inanimate objects. <laughs> Here's the only issue with that. You would have to fill a lot of that time. Sideline reporter, you'd have to like get an interview or two. So I will be available if you need me. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted. At Laser Sheet, BYU will bring the fire and run up the score. Two straight losses will do that to a talented team. I think BYU plays with some real, real fire tonight. It's going to be fun to watch, I think. Oh, how and, do you and it's not? another in-state game, okay? LJ Rose and those guys, like first time, TJ Haas. In-state game. And that was like the least of these are brethren with the in-state games. You know what I'm saying? Utah Valley. There's no Utah. So Utah State's like the biggest in-state game, right? It's time to get turnt, Jerem. They're hungry. Coming up are going for two picks. Can I finally get over 500? I bet you will. Uh, we'll see. Do you, want, do you want me to succeed is no, the real question. No, I would like you to fail. <laughs> I would like you to miss your next 10. <laughs> 
And then I won't go 500. Even if you miss your next 10, I'm not catching up right now. Hey, look forward to that. I don't have that. confidence. Thanks, Jerem. But first, BYU TV analyst of the football kind, David Nixon. He used to play in the NFL. Did you know that? I knew that. Four years, in fact. For the Raiders. BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Welcome back, sports friends. On a Wednesday, the final day of November, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. If you didn't see After Further Review last night, you can review it further after, again, our show. 1 p.m. Eastern Time, after the show, coming up, After Further Review. Awesome. Utah State, football, great. Braved, Dane, Awesome. They are bringing it. You may be wondering why Jeremy and I are wearing Horizon League champion t-shirts it's because from Valpo have, basketball. We're, we're now, uh, we're both going to Valpo for a graduate school. If you missed it, <laughs> download the podcast. You can hear the entire story. Yeah, for now, you just have really to wonder. There's a really bad reason for why we're wearing these. <laughs> Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Men's hoops in Salt Lake City tonight, taking on Utah State at the home of the Utah Jazz. Vivid Smart Home Arena. 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Dave Rose has had plenty to say about what his team needs to work on, including this. We didn't respond well at all to that, and then we'll see now what happens. And not, not so much in making shots and not so much in uh, you know, uh, what works and what doesn't work, just in how we look competing on the floor against another in-state rival that's going to be really hyped to play. we got to be hyped. We're always hyped to play. I hope BYU brings it. And they play smart in their home. Three college football analysts all have BYU football projected to face Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl. Yeehaw! Wyoming plays San Diego State in the Mountain West Conference Championship game Saturday. Chance star, BYU gets the loser of that game. Also, Vegas produces their own uh, top 25 rankings. Los Cougars are number 24, Spencer. There you go. Top 25 yeah, ranking. Baby, we did it. <laughs> Independent conference, not a conference champs in top 25, man. Ashley Hatch named one of 15 semifinalists for the Women's Soccer Heisman Trophy equivalent. It's called the Mac Herman Trophy. Three finalists out of those 15 will be announced on December 14th. Mac is in Missouri Athletic Club. So if, you, if like 50 years ago you had an athletic club and you just started doing national lists, then you like have the rights to... You're like, hey, yeah, we determined the national <laughs> award winner, which is just funny. And Jim Fredette played this morning, last tonight, what, in China? Scored 27 points. So it, it was he, Un- he underwhelming played on Wednesday night, but this morning to us, right? Yes. Oh, that's, that's why it's like the time change. Tonight, this morning, this night? Joining us now, a man who works all hours of the day, David Nixon, former BYU linebacker standout, played four years in the NFL. Part of Braved. And, and Half a of Braved. critical part of the dynamic duo of Braved Nogan. David, it's good to have you back on the show, man. How you feeling? I'm feeling well. I just wish uh, Braver would just go away. I think, uh, I think after I, th- I think after Braver lost the Y factor, I-, I think that should just be abolished from here on out. <laughs> it will live on in infamy, my friend. <laughs> hey, let's start with uh, the obvious question about BYU football. The big story coming out of the weekend, which was the injury to Taysom Hill. What was your reaction to the news when you found out he won't play another snap in a BYU uniform? 
Yeah, you know, I think when I saw him running out the field holding the arm, I pretty much knew it was done at that point. I mean, this is a this is a kid that's battled through injuries his whole career, and as we've seen him, he he doesn't just come out with just a bruise or a nick. Um, and so when I saw him run out the field holding his arm, I obviously thought the worst, and, and sure enough, it was. So, um, you know, obviously sad news. Uh, we found out Sunday uh, after the MRI, and um, you know now it's now it's just on time to to, to surgery and waiting for that and. Uh, get that all sorted out. But tough news about the, the bowl game, obviously not be able to play in that. Um, but, you know, one thing I, I've been telling people about is I think with anything, he went out on top. And, and at home, um, you know, what I loved about Taysom that second half is he really started to play like the old Taysom. And, and we saw him starting to lower his shoulder, run over guys. And he, he kind of had this spark about him where he wasn't kind of sliding anymore like they wanted to do earlier in the season. Uh, and, but he was out there running guys over and, and, and just playing hard, and he was a true gamer. And, and at the end, of course, the, the, the leap, which kind of brought him stardom, uh, leaping over Texas, uh, is, what, uh, is what hurt him and, and, and kind of kicked him out of the year. But um, I think all in all, something we'll look back on is, is that he was a warrior. And, and what a lot of people don't know about Taysom is he fought through injuries this whole year. Obviously, he, was, you know, he had some lingering issues with the injuries he had um, you know, from, from the prior season any injuries. But he also had some stuff that nicked him up. Uh, you know, against Mississippi State, he got a hit pointer um, that really affected him in the Boise State game, and 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 you know, it hurt him to to even throw. And so these are injuries that this guy bowed through, and um, nothing but respect for for Taysom, and I admire him for uh, battling through those and and being the quarterback this year and, and leading BYU to an eight and four record, which I think surpassed a lot of people's expectations going into the season. West Virginia game, uh, there was certainly an injury in that one as well, um, and and because he's tough, yeah, that that didn't come out per se but yeah I, I agree with you with all that and you mentioned the eight and four season uh vegas produces a top 25 they have byu number 24 football power index for espn byu's top 32 i believe so i i, I think eight and four was good when all is said and done uh well, david what'd you think yeah and i i think by the fashion of it as well the fact that your four losses are by total combined of uh was eight nine points um, eight, eight points and eight if byu points. wins the bowl game that's the fewest amount of points to determine all the any team's losses the, uh, of that many that in year. In FBS history. NCAA record, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I think that's all you can ask for, especially in a first-year offense and first-year defense and a first-year head coach, is for a team to be competitive in every game. And sure enough, BYU accomplished that. I mean, there, there wasn't one game where they entered the fourth quarter and we thought, man, they're out of it and people started leaving early. Uh, they were into the last minute of every single game. And, and there were a ton of games where – Literally, the, you know, I look back at the West Virginia game, just the ball bounced, just, just, you know, instead of being tipped up in the air and going for interception, we, BYU wins that game and beats a top 20 opponent. So there, there were a lot of those ones that could have gone either way. Um, but what I love more about it than anything is these guys fight hard. And especially look at this defense. I think the month of November, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, in the fourth quarter they shut out all their opponents um, in the month of November. So I, I think it went to show that, that you know, BYU's coaching staff um, and, and uh, the players themselves really bought in the program. But the coaching staff did a great job of second-half adjustments. Guys adjusted to them, uh, and they were able to go out there and execute in the second half. And so I think the theme of this team this year is that they just bought in and they finished strong. And, uh, you know, you look at, you look at them winning uh, six or last seven. I mean, that's a, that's a feat in and of itself. Um, and uh, it's something impressive with this team that they were able to go out there and, and kind of do what they did against this schedule. Yeah, the schedule didn't end up being as, as hard or difficult, I think, as everyone thought it would be, uh, but the fact that BYU played so many games on the road and, and started out so brutally, and because of that, there were a lot of injuries, um, a lot of unknowns. I mean, you look at Jamal being injured, even Taysom being injured throughout the season with his uh, 
bumps and bruises, the offensive line shuffling around, um, defensively moving guys over from defensive end to running back. You know, there 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 were a ton of guys that uh, you know people had people out because of targeting calls. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that BYU had to deal with this year, and and to, like I said, to manage eight wins was was pretty impressive for my follow my him end. at d underscore Nixon. He set the Mountain West Conference record for tackles for loss with 43. He also wore number 43 at BYU. Dave, thanks for the time, man. All right, guys, appreciate it. You got it. Our Twitter question today: Back to basketball. What do you expect from BYU hoops tonight against Utah State? Part of a two part series during this rivalry week. Also coming up are going for two for tonight's showdown in Salt Lake City and the all-time leading rusher at BYU, Jamal Williams, is in studio. The J-Swag Daddy is going to bring his swag to Studio B. In fact, he's hanging out in the Marriott Center chairs right now. Does he have headphones in? What are you you listening to? Yeah. (laughs) It's exclusive. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, you can always watch the rebroadcast every weeknight on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And Friday night, you can watch uh, the NCAA Tournament, women's volleyball. They rank 10th. They play the Princeton Tigers, yes, on BYU TV, 9 Eastern time. Season on the line for the Cougars. I think I need the Ty Detmer voice to introduce our next guest, Jerem. Can you handle that? Our next guest is the all-time leading rusher at BYU. His name's Jamal Williams. Jamal, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> That's pretty good, huh, Jamal? It's probably a little low, right? <laughs> Jamal, Jamal, Jamal going to run the ball, y'all. You supposed to be big belly? You supposed to be Ty? Oh. Big belly, is that what you call it? Yeah, that's his name to me, Big Belly. <laughs> He knows, he knows what his name is. When you're the all-time leading rusher, you can call the only Heisman Trophy winner at BYU Big Belly. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can do that. He's not ashamed of it. He rubs it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey, Jamal, 8-4 and four this season under Ty Detmer and his new offense, and uh, it's been a record-setting season for you in more than one way. Uh, when you look back at eight wins and four losses and 12 regular season games, uh, what comes to mind? Hmm. In regular season games, eight wins, four losses, it ain't bad, you know. Uh, our expectations are still higher than what we, you know, what we wanted to do. But it's still great to be eight wins, four losses in, and and, and go to a bowl game too for your last year. So I'm just grateful for it. I'm grateful for the team working hard for this last year for the seniors, and you know, just trying to make this season work for us. Now that the regular season's over, when you look back at the four games you lost, which is wild, right? You're mm. never blown out of any game. You win every single game. Eight points inside of those four games. What emotion comes to mind when you think about those four? Just frustration because we always losing by one, two, three points, you know. So we just need to get over that hump of making close games and, and make sure we win in those close games. And um, I have no doubt in the future that they're going to do it next year and in the years going on that these close games going to turn into wins for us. Jamal Williams, the all-time leading rusher at BYU, is with us in Studio B Jamal. as part of BYU Sports Nation. What was your favorite part about your senior night against Utah State? Huh, my favorite part. I had a lot. I got too many parts, honestly. Probably coming down in, down in the tunnel, hearing my name and seeing my family, everybody there with – um, their signs and just being out there supporting me and 
uh, all it could do is just make me smile and, and just be grateful for all the times I've had playing in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, man. It's just great. It's a blessing. Um, thank God every day for it. And um, I'm just grateful to be able to play with my brothers one last time in Les Stadium. We're all grateful you came to BYU. I mean, that, the fact that you came here was fantastic. What you did here was fantastic. Uh, what are some of your memories from this season where you set the all-time uh, rushing record at BYU in a game and a career? Hmm. My favorite. It's probably when Nick was was blocking. Nick was blocking his butt Toledo. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blocking his butt off. I was like, "Come on, Nick, hold it, <laughs> hold it for me, boy." <laughs> I was right behind him. I was pushing over everything I could. But it's probably that was probably my favorite because it's just I just love seeing my wide receivers blocking for me, and um, it just it made me feel great. It made me know that we've been working hard. It made me see that we're selfless and we'll do anything for each other and. That's that's one thing I really love the most is wide receiver blocking is the probably the best thing I've ever seen besides my lineman blocking all the time. So just seeing wide receivers go down there and, and keep blocking and, and doing whatever they can for us to score. Yeah, that's my boy. See, he, he did it. That's touchdowns because of him. So most of them, you know, is because is of the teammates. It's because your teammates blocking and doing whatever they can to put their bodies on the line for you to get in the end zone. It's been an unforgettable ride with the most dynamic rushing duo in BYU football history between yourself and Taysom Hill. And, uh, man, we've run the full gamut of emotions uh, with you to the highest of highs and then disappointing season-ending injuries. Unfortunately for Taysom, uh, he hurt himself again against Utah State on Saturday night. Um, But aside from that injury, what will you remember about uh, the legacy of Taysom Hill at BYU? Oh, you know, he's just a natural born leader. He's um a great athlete and this year <laughs> I know him for being a high flyer, you know. I was like, every game he's gonna give me one of him jumping up, jumping over, trying to jump over somebody. <laughs> so I was like, every game, I know it's coming. You know? <laughs> so that's my boy and um he's just fearless, you know. He he goes out there, he puts his body on the line and that's what we do. We we go out there and we do whatever we can for our teammates and we may pay for it after the game, feeling sore and everything, but it's always worth it. It's always worth getting that W and doing whatever you can for your brothers. Now there's a unique situation where we have one game where we kind of bridge the gap from the old guard to the new guard. You and Tanner Mangum uh, get to start a game. What, what have you seen from Tanner Mangum this week that makes you confident you, get, you guys can keep it going on up? No, oh, Tanner's Tanner. Tanner can do it, do whatever it comes to his mind, and um, he just has the talent. He's worth it. He's worth everything he's been putting in, and this opportunity for him to start the game is a, a good one for him, and it's just getting him ready for next year, you know, to be the the leader for, for now on. And uh, I love him. I've been with him. He came in with me when we was freshmen, and I think the first time I seen it was when he was in the Under Armour game. And I was like, I was like, he going to BYU? There's somebody in the Under Armour game going to BYU. <laughs> <laughs> then I see who it was. I'm like, oh, it's, it's Tanner, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I was starstruck first time I saw Tanner when we first came in. I was like, bro, you was in the Under Armour game. Like, you real? You, <laughs> you real? You know, he's the realest thing from Eagle, Idaho, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now I'm the I'm the old one, and he's still here. You know what I mean? So it's just um, I'm grateful to be able to play with him for my last game and for him to start the game. So 
I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure he's protected, make sure he can get his throws off and do whatever he can for us to win the game. It has been uh, fascinating and really fun to watch BYU Sports Nation embrace you and your mom and your sister and your entire family because of what you've meant uh, to BYU. But how is it from your end? Like, if you were to explain BYU and your experience here to somebody that is kind of wavering on BYU or maybe somebody in your specific scenario that's not LDS, uh, that is African-American, what would you say to them about uh, coming to BYU? Mm, tell them it ain't. It ain't the same as you being home. It ain't. Uh, it's not going to be the same as you being home. It's a different environment, different culture. And you're just going to honestly – you just gonna have to just adapt and keep an open mind, you know. Uh, you know, you may not have to convert or nothing, but it's it's good to know, you know, the culture about the LDS and everybody. So, I mean, I know more than more, plenty enough about the LDS culture to to join and everything. But that my decision is, I'm fine with where I'm at and I'm comfortable with it, and I'm grateful for people here to take me for who I am and know that. Um, I love being here. I love the people here. Um, they make sure you're good, make sure you know that you care for and people care for you. So, and when you come here is, you know, they put the rules on you, but it's, it's for a good, you know, a good cause. It's things you should be doing even before, but it's things that helps you become a man, helps you mature better, makes you a better person inside, you know, and I think that's one of the things because I've already had those type of things already being raised by my mom and everybody be respectful to elders and do whatever I can for people and just having a good heart and to have people on my team who, you know, being LDS, they automatically have good hearts and being on a great team that that's hungry on the field, we're nasty, we mean on the field, but we always trying to kill people with kindness, you know, helping people off the helping people off the floor giving our gloves to people, you know, going out our way. So I think, honestly, um, the best thing about being here is you learn how to be selfless. You learn how to be for other people, striving for other people, and wanting to help other people. So if, you know, you're wavering about coming here or going somewhere else, um, this place will give you more things to help you in your life long down the road than just playing football. There were lots of conversions, Jamal. They were just on uh, first, second, third, and fourth down. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him. You've heard it a lot here. Um, switching uh, topics to a more serious one. <clears throat> What's it been like for you and the running backs and the team uh, during this process with uh, with Elsie Mahe? Um, you know, it's, it hurts. You know, it's family and um, – you know, you just do whatever you can to to stay strong, and just hearing from Reno and Sonny and knowing how they feeling about it, and they give me their feelings and the running backs, you know, their thoughts about everything. And um, honestly, they they're doing better than than me because uh, it, you know, it hurts me more, but I know it's hurting them. But they came to peace with it, and I'm. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that they are handling it better, and whatever I can to to help them is is second to none. I'll be there first thing, and I'm just grateful to be part of the family. Grateful for them to to be part of my family and to do whatever they can for us. And 
I'm just, you know, I'm just grateful for them, and I love them all. I love them, and I'm just grateful for God for putting them in my life um, this year. And without this year, uh, without them, shoot, it's just been, you know, a real bland year because they really put some some spark in my life this year, and they show me how family is, and you know, there's seven of them, and I love them all, just like my little brothers and sisters, and seeing them at the games and everything, and soccer games, going to soccer games with them, you know. So it's just it's just great to have them as a family, and just let them know that we here for them, we're strong for them, whatever they need, we got them, and um, just love them. Hey, amen to that. Jamal, we uh, we appreciate the time and all you've done for BYU and uh, everything you've done for BYU Sports Nation as well and for Jeremy and myself. Um, we've had fun, Jamal. Yeah. I never, had, I never had fun with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> never. We're, uh, we're looking forward to watching you play uh, at least two more times, repping the Y in the Senior Bowl and, of course, the Poinsettia Bowl on December 21st. Uh, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the bowl game as well. Oh, you're about to make me do bad now with your karma. <laughs> We gave you the karma as a sophomore. You ran for 182 against Texas. No, you did it. Yes, Yes, we we did. did. Yes, we did. (laughs) So you're going to take credit for that game? Okay. I said it. Just some of it. I'll let you have it. Another conversion. I'll let you have it. Another conversion. (laughs) The J Swag Daddy hanging out with the middle aged vanilla men in Studio B. Hard to believe it's uh, it's coming to an end. Thanks, yeah. my friend, for the time. Sad boy. Da, 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 da. Don't make me cry, bro. I'm not trying to cry. Not, <laughs> I try to not be emotional. Too late. Cougar Whip Round up next. Tons of conversions all around. <laughs> it was there for you over a thousand times yesterday. It was there for you today. And it will be there tomorrow. As long as you're making memories, it will be here to save them for you. It's what we do. We create the technology that saves your memories. I am Flash, connecting people through memory. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Cougars head to Salt Lake City tonight to take on Utah State at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Catch the game at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Football. Jamal Williams just joined us in studio. B, if you missed it, download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. Three college football analysts all have BYU and Jamal projected to face Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl. Wyoming takes on San Diego State in the Mountain West Conference Championship on Saturday it appears the loser of that game will be selected to play in San Diego against BYU. Also, Vegas says BYU at number 24 in this week's Vegas Top 25 rankings. Soccer. Ashley Hatch has been named one of 15 semifinalists for the Women's Soccer Heisman Trophy equivalent called the Mac Herman Trophy. Three of those 15 will be announced as finalists on December 14th. Jimmer. Verdette played this morning, but this tonight to where he was, was yeah it's yeah. confusing i know mm-hmm. in china he scored 27 points in the win future guests include president coach steve cleveland mm-hmm. that's the best title ever right pcc president coach president <laughs> coach cleveland he's always asking us for referrals today's rise and shout brought to you by dexter and dexter help when you need the most dexterlaw.com jerem goes to the mahes uh if you missed it at the uh beginning of the show uh we talked about elsie and her passing and 
our thoughts uh, with the Mahes on that. So rise and shout to the Mahes. Absolutely. Uh, man, the courage and uh, strength they have shown. <laughs> and, and Jamal Williams just weighed in on uh, oh, his yeah. emotions and the team's emotions as well. Yeah, fantastic yeah. stuff. Download the podcast uh, and uh, soak that all in again. We do this every game day, and it is a new tradition that I am growing to love more and more. I can't say the same for Jerem Jordan. I'm struggling, man. We call it going for two. Can you predict the future? No. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by BYU Dining Services. Reminding the people where we are this season. I am 16 and 16 overall. What do I need to 500. remind anyone about you plus five on me? Jerem's making up some ground or hopes to be after tonight, 11 and 21 on the season. <sighs> I just need to do better like BYU on defense. <laughs> just need to be better? Do more betterer. And you need me to fail, right? You know what? I'm just going to focus on me and what I do. <laughs> I okay, can't control, coach. I can't control your awesomeness. <laughs> I'm not, it's like volleyball. I just stay on my side of the net. My first pick tonight in going for two is, one, BYU will shoot a better three-point field goal percentage than Utah State. Mm. It has been a sore spot for the Cougars this season, shooting just 32%. I think they'll be a little bit better, but more specifically, better than their opponents, Utah State. I think they are going to defend that line like Crazy banshees tonight. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like crazy banshees. Yes, it's going to be like that one girl at the St. Mary's game a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> the screamer. Yes, the screamer. And then the, there's another team that has one now. She made Sports Center last night. Oh my goodness! Do we still have that drop? By the way, we we if we have it, Logan will find the it. The screamer from the St. Mary's game. That might have been from the radio doors. <laughs> so bad. Remember. So okay. bad. Number two. Eric Mika will have three fouls or less. Hmm. I think he's going to be very conscientious. Nine the last two games and staying on the floor tonight. Yeah, he fouled out better. in the Valpo game. No, was it? Yeah, he, no, no. Okay, he fouled, he fouled out, out one of the them. Game. No, because he took the last shot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he fouled out in the Utah Valley game yes. and had four against uh, Valpo. But still, I think that he will avoid foul trouble tonight. Let's hope. Number one, BYU by ten plus lines nine and a half. BYU will win by ten plus. Mm. They're going to cover on a neutral floor. They just lost by 14 to UVU, and I'm saying BYU win by 10+. plus. Okay. And BYU will have four players in double figures. I think they'll have good balance. There are four that average double figures, but to get to that kind of balance again, I think it happens tonight. Who are they? I'm not saying. (laughs) (laughs) Who are they? Yeah. You know who they are. I know. Okay. BYU Dining Services. The Lone P3 and KD. Student-powered, bringing us our going-for-two predictions. In Valpo shirts. (laughs) <laughs> in, in can, we just, can we just t-shirts. burn the digital media? The Horizon League champions. <sighs> they won a conference title. Hey, shout out oh, to... Oh, they uh, won the regular season, but not the tourney. They were in the NIT last year like Brigham. Shout out to the Crusaders uh, Sports Information Director that, that sent us Thanks these for t-shirts. sending the shirts. It saved us some dough. Yeah. yeah, and you're welcome for... Uh, Plus shipping and handling. <laughs> hey, it's worth it. They get Valpo out on national TV, right? They're like, where's our demo on BYU TV? (laughs) Our Twitter question today, what do you expect from BYU basketball tonight against Utah State? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At KW Jazzman, if Mika gets double teamed yet again, I expect them to make something of an open player. Like pass it to an open player? Yes. Is that what's meant by that? There will be an open man when Eric Mika is inevitably double teamed in the post by Utah State. Yeah. I'm yeah, if BYU shooting thirty two percent, 
I'm doubling down more often than I'm not. But the guy that kind of hurt that percentage the most isn't isn't playing, so I expect BYU to shoot it better. Jerem, we have located the banshee scream. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> That's the worst thing ever. That really Can happened in the basketball game. Can we get that girl in Energy Solutions? No, sorry. Vivid Smart Home Arena no, to, to no, scream every time no. Utah State's shooting a free throw? Don't encourage. We are farmers bumping up, pump, 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 pump to do that tonight. <laughs> I'm not encouraging them to do you it. You know Utah State is watching and listening. To BYU Sports Nation? Yes. They don't have their own show. They're watching they BYU Sports Nation. They just got FM radio in Logan. <laughs> oh, Jared. <laughs> How do you make a free throw with that? I don't know. Ask Eric Mika's 80% so far Bursting this year. The it's eardrums. working. Well done, it's be Logan, a fun game finding that banshee drop. <laughs> and Boney, Boney Fuller needs to tweet yet again about how he thinks Utah State is in Ogden. <laughs> <laughs> At Mr. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> At TX Colonel, double-team Mika, other post moves to the front of the rim for a layup slash dunk and more urgency. I think, I think BYU got kicked in the rear Saturday, and now they're going to play with some real urgency. Everyone needs a good kick in the rump, Spencer. Our elite tweet of the day from at Ryben3, anticipating a ginger mamba to Ivan Drago. I must break you. Alley-oop. Eric Mika to score 25 points, have 10 rebounds. Yoli gets a double-double, and Nick Emery scores 20. That, that's elite. Are the Cougars going to go for 100-plus? <laughs> they average 90 a game. They average 90 I, points a game. If Yoli scores 100 tonight, will you be shocked? No. I'd be shocked just a little bit because Utah State tends to control the tempo a little bit. They, they're only giving up like 70 a game. Yeah, BYU Utah just State. is so up and down. Like they, they get up and down the floor so quickly, and they have so many guys that can light it up that if they I went get, over 100, I would not be shocked. At least high 80s tonight for BYU. Yeah. yeah. They need to hold Utah State under 80, though. This is not an offensive juggernaut. I bet BYU Aggies. will be in the high 80s to maybe 90 range. Like, yeah, yeah I this think is they'll what be I want. season average. This is what I want the weather to be in San Diego <laughs> for the bowl game. <laughs> no, just kidding. I want the seventh. Hey, thanks to Jamal Williams and everyone on our crew. David Nixon as well. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show on demand, BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Bryce Quinton. At Kristen1258 says she expects better defense, less big man fouls, and probably continuation of refs who need glasses. <laughs> it never ends. Get him some goggles, man.